Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, a slight tangent, the crappy quiz, and you had to be there. You have to be there, like, but I wish I wasn't there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. We're going to talk rugby and Ireland and Andy Farrell today named a 37-man squad for the Six Nations, which gets underway on uh, Saturday, two weeks. Uh, and the big shock, well, no doubt about it, is that Joey Carberry was left out of the squad at the expense of his Munster teammate Jack Crowley and Leinster's Ross Byrne, also in as backup to Johnny Sexton. Uh, Ulster, the big losers, their poor form has cost the likes of Nick Timoney, Mike Lowry, Kieran Treadwell and James Hume, all left out of the squad. Stuart McCluskey and Jacob Scott, they'll do make it. Uh, Jamie Osborne, we've been talking about a lot this week. Leinster's Jamie Osborne is included in the squad. There's a return for Dave Kilcoyne, Robbie Henshaw and Robbie Balakoon among those who are out injured. Roy O'Connor from the Irish Independent is on the line. Evening, Rory. Hey, Nathan, what's the story? Uh, just how big a shock is Joey Carberry's exclusion? I was trying to think in terms of Andy Farrell's squad selections, and I don't think it's overdoing it to say this is the biggest shock that he's ever dropped in a, in a squad. Maybe that's just my bad memory. Um, I'm not sure, but certainly I don't think anyone saw coming. You know, there was rumours yesterday that Ross Byrne will be in, but there was talk that they may pick four at has, which really didn't make sense from a kind of, you know, unless he thought there was more of a doubt over Sexton. Um, but no, nobody nobody saw this coming. You know, he's starting for Munster. He's playing reasonably well. Like He's not tearing down trees, but he's playing quite well in a Munster team that's been quite resurgent. But you wouldn't say that he's been the star of the show week mm. in, week out. And, and and that Fiji game, I think, damaged him quite badly. And, and even worse was being injured in the Australia week because it handed the, the opportunity to Jack Crowley, who did pretty well, and then Ross Byrne to come off the bench and remind everyone that he's ice cold and that he's that he has a role to play in this World Cup cycle. But yeah, I'm, I, you know, Andy Farrell has been a pretty, a reasonably predictable selector in terms of his squads. Um, I know putting Mac Hansen in for the first Six Nations game last year was a big shock when it came. Um, so there have been a few curveballs along the way, but he hasn't been a very there haven't been many of these moments. This was a moment where you saw it and you went, "Jesus, that's a big, that's a big call." It's an understandable call, but like to for that conversation with Joey Carberry, what that's going to do to him, the fact that he's been the headline all day, that was it. It's he hasn't been ruthless with others, but he's been ruthless here. We could well be sitting here come October saying, remember that time that Joey Carberry was left out at the start of the Six Nations and how he has bounced back and an injury here, an injury there, and suddenly Joey Carberry is, finds himself in a, in a World Cup squad and finds himself on the pitch in some big games. Is there any sense that this is a kick up the arse for Joey Carberry, that while his form has been good, he still hasn't put that bit of pressure on Sexton? Like, There's no question whatsoever coming into this Six Nations, into the World Cup, that Johnny Sexton is by far and away the number one out half. And rather than looking up at Sexton, Carberry spent most of his time actually having to look behind him and try and protect his position, which for a player of his experience, he needs to be past that. It's, it is it is a kick up the arse for, for Carberry, but I don't think that's the primary reason for it. I don't think it's a... like Look, if, the, if he comes back and he plays so well that they can't not pick him for France, that's the... That's the perfect goal. But this looks like they're moving on from him. You know, like, he does have a role to play. I think he will play for Ireland again. That I'm not writing him off by any manner of means. But there's only five competitive games until the World Cup. If they thought he was the man, they would be picking him in the squad. Um, 
it's too close and he's had so many chances. He's been consistently, I'm just looking at the stats here, since he became available to play for Andy Farrell, which was in the window, the July window in 2021, he was injured for the whole of 2020 and the 2021 Six Nations. He's been involved in pretty much every match day squad. Certainly when fit, he's been involved. He's either started or come off the bench in every game. Um, He's, you know, when, when they needed someone in Paris last year, they started him. They almost won the game with him and the team. They have invested heavily in him. He came off the bench in all four wins over New Zealand. He came off the bench to close out the South Africa game. He would have played against Australia had he not picked up that injury in the week of the game. And now in the next game, he's gone from the squad altogether. So it's not sending a message to him. It's not about him, really. It's about Ireland and Andy Farrell saying the top three out halves in this country right now and the three that I. Like if you if he was like I think he's treating the Six Nations as importantly as a World Cup. If a World Cup was being picked, the squad was being picked now. These are the three he would take, um, which is quite a story for Ross Byrne, who's who's been out of the picture for most of that time. Mm. That Carberry's been back. Crowley's a different story, you know, a guy whose timing has run really really well. But for Carberry, it's it's an awful time to fall out of the squad, and it's a real kick in the teeth for him. So it's a kick everywhere, really. Like he's been kicked up and down today, and I'm sure he feels absolutely terrible. But he's probably starting against Toulouse on Sunday. And if he plays well there, he's going to send a message. So I, I guess that's what Farrell wants to, wants to see. But, you know, it's uh, I don't think it's about that message. I think it's more about Farrell going, I need to have... Uh, these are the guys that I'm going to take with me. If he's going with the form out halves, how does he know that Jack Crowley is one of them, considering he's played, what, once since his last appearance for Ireland for Munster at out half? Yeah, and, like, you can't really claim form in a lot of the selections across the board Stockdale wouldn't be in on form really mm. there's others playing well um, and Farrell really does value what you've done in camp before and, and like they can see Crowley I, I mean the fact that he's playing well at 12 probably bolsters his case as well because that means they can pick a back three player in, on the bench as well as Crowley if Crowley's that man so he covers a couple of positions in the way that Carberry does he can play fullback as well so he's starting in, in, in the Munster team he's looking good in the Munster team I would suspect that if Johnny Sexton was injured, they might go with Ross Byrne because he is playing alongside Gibson Park behind this pack. He's an experienced 10. He's got a lot more games under his belt and he's playing really, really well. But look, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing at that really. Crowley, I think, is the one that they see as probably the long-term successor to Johnny Sexton now. I think they see a lot of like um, like for like uh, kind of images when they look at Crowley they see a bit of Sexton in him I think they like Frawley as well but he's injured at the moment and, and you know he, he looked like he was going to get that role it changes so quickly he looked like he was going to be that third choice before November before he picked up that injury against the New Zealand A side so you know the picture does change but the the, the window is narrowing and Crowley is being backed based on what he did for Emerging Ireland based on what he did in November they really like him um, Mike Hat. I've never heard Mike Hat talk as effusively about anyone as he talked about my, uh, Joe, Jack Crowley the day before the Australia game. And I know he was giving him confidence, but he likes his attitude. They like, they like a lot about him. And and you know, I keep coming back to a Crowley. O'Gara tried to sign him for a reason. You know, the, if O'Gara is trying to sign one of your young tens, there's a reason to look at him. You know, and he's he's a really talented player. Again, he doesn't have a lot of time to build the experience that you need for that World Cup. And again, Ireland want to win the Six Nations. If if It'll be fascinating to see who they put on the bench for Sexton. Um, if Sexton's playing his first match in a number of months, um, do you go with Ross Byrne? I think I, I could see them doing that. It must be a bit of a frustration for Andy Farrell that he's sort of right back at square one in terms of the out-half conversation that we're here you know, a year and a half on and we're still having the same chat about like which of them is going to be on the bench against Wales at the Millennium Stadium. Will it be Crowley? Will it be Byrne? 
I don't think that there's no other nation in world rugby that obsesses over their second choice ten like Ireland. It's it's become uh, it's become quite something. But you're right. I mean, it, it was always Carberry. Like we'd have this discussion, but you knew when he wasn't fit that it was probably going to be him. When Billy Burns and Ross Byrne were getting a go in 2019, mm. 20, sorry, in 2020 and 21. Neither of them really grabbed hold of it. And I think Ross Byrne would admit that he never grabbed hold of it, although he, you know his opportunities were often in very difficult games. Well, at, le- at least this time, if he gets a start, it won't be away at Twickenham. That's very true. That's very true. And I think you know he has reached a point in his career through the adversity that he's been through and through the massive amount of games he's been asked to play for Leinster and win for Leinster that he's, he's a far more... I think he's on an even keel. He, like the, way, the way he came in against Australia... Having not been, you know, he was supposed to be going, you know, he was his, none of his family were at that game because he wasn't supposed to be playing. It was sex and went down in the warm up, and he comes on and kicks the winning goal. That just shows how ready he is in his own mind. Whether he is, he's not as good as Sexton, I don't think, but he is a very, very good out half. Yeah, Farrell's definitely like this in an ideal world, there's no way Farrell would be dropping Joey Carberry eight months out from a World Cup with five competitive games to go. That is, that, that was never part of the plan, but they've just seem to have lost faith. It's a pity Farrell didn't do any media today. Everyone, all the other coaches that could pick their squads this this last week or two do a press conference, but we, we'll have to wait until the Six Nations launch on Monday to hear what Farrell has to say about it. But And I'm sure he'll be very kind to Joey Carberry in public, but I'd love to have heard that conversation. I'd love to know what he said to Carberry because he's kept faith with him an awful lot, an, an awful long time, and, and Carberry has done it for him in big games in the past. It's It's a massive call. Uh, some of the other standout decisions then uh, Nick Timoney not getting a place it it does feel that Ulster because of their absolute collapse in form over the last six weeks a lot of their players have paid the price yeah you can't really argue with most of them I mean the one you probably could argue with a bit is, is Jacob Stockdale and is Stockdale he, that Andy Farrell knows that if you can get him to his absolute best over the next six months his best is more than good enough for test rugby like Stockdale's brilliant he just hasn't played brilliantly for about two or three years. Part mm. of that was injury. Part of that was a loss of form. I do think there's a little bit of concern that James Lowe was down in New Zealand on family on, on um, family business for family reasons, and we don't know when he'll come back. And you know, Stockdale is probably the most like for like replacement for James Lowe in terms of he brings you that left footed kicking game and stuff. So he he he, fil- he fits the bill. Like he looks like a test a test player. He he has an incredible scoring record. Um, but his form hasn't been great in a terrible Ulster. Sorry, they're not a terrible Ulster team, an Ulster team that are playing terribly. Um, but Timoney, like it's hard to argue against any of the back rows that have been picked. So really, Timoney, you know, Kieran Trebell has done very well for Ireland in the past, but he's part of an Ulster team that's getting beaten up every week and you can't really have two locks from Ulster. I think he comes in when Henderson is absent, um, really, and Joe McCarthy's probably moved ahead of him a little bit. Again, like Crowley, doesn't start every week for sorry Crowdy is but he doesn't start in a position never started every week McCarthy is one they, they really like and they're investing a lot of time in because they think they can get him right for the World Cup I think Ryan Baird is in incredible form um, Gavin Coombs has like the way he's responded to being dropped has is an advertisement for dropping a player like you know if you want to send a message to someone you go look at what Gavin Coombs has done since we cut him in November so really Timoney I know there's not really an out and out seven to cover Josh van der Fleer but I don't think they'll miss Timoney in current form and they can always like none of these players are too far away it's not like they can't be drafted in if needed um, Will Connors is back fit as well so that's bad news for Timoney if he can get a run of games under his belt so he's lost a bit of ground James Hume has lost ground this season like uh, Michael Lowry like last year didn't he make his debut in that Italy game and, and played so well could have had a hat-trick if he'd been a bit more selfish he's dropped off the face of the earth a little bit in terms of selection as well so there's um, there's a lot of players like you know as we get closer to the the, the big show 
mm. a lot of players are kind of falling off the wagon. And, and again, as I said before, you're, there's not there's no time left. There's three warm up games in the summer, one of which I think is after the squad is named, and there's five Six Nations games which Ireland want to win. So there's not going to be a lot of caps thrown around like confetti in this month. It's a 33 man squad as well that will go to the World Cup. Yeah, and this yeah. is a so 37 man. So even out of this, you're losing four. So uh, you're losing four. Robbie Henshaw's not there, mm. so that's that's one you could pretty much guarantee is going to go to the World Cup. So there's a centre amongst them, and, and Jamie Osborne's hot right now. So um, whether like like we saw last season, Mac Hansen came in, you know, for his first squad in great form, and Farrell just backed him all the way. He did well in training. The word was he was going great in training, and suddenly he was in the team, and suddenly he was scoring that try against France in Paris, and and now he's you know he's nailed on starter at right wing. You know that, that's. The way Farrell, Farrell, if you're hot, you're hot. He'll back you through, and if he, if he likes what you offer, so not like you wouldn't rule out Jamie Osborne having an impact just yet, you know. Um, so yeah, like there's there's that that drawbridge is narrowing, and, and in in positions like back three where you have to be versatile, you know, the halfbacks in you know it's the first time we've had a 33 man squad because it was 31 before this, so we've never we've never seen how they'll split them, but I presume it'll mean one front row extra because you won't have someone having to cover both sides um, and maybe they'll take a, a third scrum half so that probably fills that gap um, previously they've only gone with two scrum halves in the last two World Cups so you know there's probably going to lose a back row and you're probably going to lose a, a an outside back or two and maybe a centre so you know you'd be a bit nervous if you're in one of those positions uh, The inclusion of Conor Murray probably underlines Joey Carbering left out that actually he has selected some of the uh, more experienced players based on what they've done for him previously, despite the fact both himself and Keith Earls weren't selected. Where is Keith Earls standing at the moment with Ireland? Well, I I think Keith Earls is uh, viewed as an excellent kind of um, leadership figure. I don't want to be patronising toward Keith, Keith Earls because he has been an excellent international rugby player. He, he's 35 now. He played in the first test against New Zealand and then he captained the, the team against the Maori in, in, the, in the, the second game, the one they won. And, you know, he missed November through injury. So it's hard to know where he really stands. Hansen, I think, has come in. And, and you see what Hansen and Lowe offer in terms of coming off their wing and really breaking the game up. I don't think Earls offers that anymore. Um, he's played a pivotal role in this era. Like, you know, the, his try against England in that, in that 2021 Six Nations game was the turning point for the entire Andy Farrell era. So, you know, he has been a very important player for Farrell. And I think Farrell has an, an incredible amount of respect for him. But... I don't see where he gets into the team on current form, um, and over the course of the, you know they won the New Zealand tour really without him because he dropped out of the team for the second and third third test. He could be a number twenty three. You know, you he would be a great kind of leadership figure to have on your bench, a calming influence. He's seen as a great example for the younger players because of how professional he is, how he prepares for games, a good voice around the training camp. People like him. And and while some people might say that's not a reason to pick him ahead of kind of younger, more hungry backs who are in better form. It's very important to the Andy Farrell model. He talks about glue players. Conor Murray is someone he said before his hundred cap. You know, form comes and goes. You get these players. The, the media and fans will will talk up. But what I respect is players who've able to do it over the course of a career who always perform for me. And he talked about being in awe of those players, including Conor Murray. And I think he has a symbiotic relationship with his senior players who got him the job with Joe Schmidt in the first place. They went to Schmidt and said, this guy's a really good defence coach. And he's almost drawn them in close to him as as the kind of senior man, his lieutenants in this squad. And it's worked for Ireland. Like, I, I would prefer a, a completely form-based, quite ruthless approach 
But I can't go and tell you that Andy Farrell's doing the wrong thing because he's done so well with this team and this has worked and they all look so happy in that camp. So where he stands in terms of selection, he's a massive job to do. If he features against Toulouse, it would be a help because he'd be able to play his way into the team. But he hasn't played enough rugby and he hasn't played enough good rugby really to be considered for selection ahead of someone like Jordan Larmer's in fantastic form and, and he's probably going to lose out to Mark Hansen. Uh, we have Toulouse against Munster live in the Heineken Champions Cup coming away on Sunday afternoon on Off the Ball. Uh, just on that, Rory, any chance the call goes down to Limerick tomorrow and says, actually, put Jack Crowley in at number 10? I, I do think, while they have some influence it's at, from time to time, I think a, a pivotal Heineken Champions Cup game um, is beyond the realm. And I think Farrell wouldn't do that to Graham Rountree, his old mate from England camp. I think if it was a URC game, they might be able to lead on them a little bit. And Crowley missed a bit of training this week. He didn't train on um, yesterday when Munster were doing their main, main sessions. So I think Carberry is in position to start. Um, they'd like to see him start a big Heineken Cup game away to to um, to lose, but we saw him close out a big Heineken Cup game at ten last week. So he's, he's, he is getting big moments in that position, and he delivered for Munster in fairly trying circumstances against Northampton last last week. And maybe that's the moment where we should have realised what was coming because it was O'Mahony and and Carberry who were taken off for Munster when the game was there to be won, and it was Crowley who was sent out to win it. So you know Munster are obviously growing in, in their their faith in, in Crowley is growing so I don't think like I wouldn't rule out him starting at 10 but I don't think I think, think Carberry having run things in training all week unless like you just don't know how this has affected his confidence you know how, how is he this is the he's had a couple of really tough injuries but this is the hardest day of Joey Carberry's career apart from being told he's going to miss a few months with injury and um, it's this this is going to be a real mark of of, of his strength of character to be able to come back from this if he does make the World Cup from here he he will deserve it because like, I can't imagine how he's feeling tonight alright Rory great stuff as always cheers Nathan